Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Caught! Touchdown! Kansas City! Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, we have you covered. Joining Sports Daily Live, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, Dan Israel. And we welcome in Dan Israel as we get off hour number two here. Dan, welcome in again. The Chiefs, uh, well, they get through the the game against the Rams this weekend, the hobbled Rams. Jake Balbrock, Paul Savage here with you, Dan. Uh, What did you think of that game? Felt like kind of going through the motions. I don't know what it felt like. It went about how I thought it would, got things taken care of, and now the Chiefs get ready to hit hit the road for a while. Chad, I can't hear them if they're talking. We'll get Dan here in just a second. Okay. Um, Dan, can you hear me now, Dan? I can. Okay. Hey, Dan, welcome in. Jacob Albrock, Paul Savage here with you. Uh, so the Chiefs, we'll start with the Rams game and look back a little bit before we look ahead to some of the roster moves. But that, I, I, you know, it was a game that went about like I thought it would. I kind of figured we'd see something like that in a game where it really felt like the Rams never stood a chance uh, based on all the injuries that they have. Those are kind of the way those goes. Obviously, they need to be better in the red zone, but no surprises there, right? That's That's sort of what we expected, the Chiefs just to not really have any issues there. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think one of the things about the red zone is, you know, despite the Rams' difficulties this year, Aaron Donald's still playing at a high level, and that man just makes a mess of everything. And so from an offensive line standpoint, I think that was a factor in the red zone. When you compress the, uh, you know, the the defense to just covering five and ten yards like that, it just makes it really difficult to to defend the the intensity of the rush up the middle. So I felt like Aaron Donald was – Still playing at an Aaron Donald level, and the Chiefs had to contend with that. And for the most part, that was the reason for some of the struggles in the red zone. 
When you look at uh, the things that, that I see good things going on potentially, I look at the running back position with Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, we talked about this last week, and that was that this seems to be a young man. You know, there are two types of running backs, basically. They're the kinds that dance around when they get up to the line of scrimmage, dance around looking for that gap. You've got the guys that, that hit it, hit it up hard. They're no, they know it's going to be there. They think it's going to be there, and they hit it hard. This is that kid. That's that kid. Talk, talk a little about Isaiah uh, Pacheco and what he brings to the running game for the Kansas City Chiefs because I'll be real truthful. I kind of like it. Yeah, I do too. Uh, you know, we saw this at camp. We saw uh, Isaiah come in. He's 20 pounds heavier than CEH and, uh, and Jarek McKinnon. Uh, we, we saw his kind of toughness at camp. We saw a, a real attitude for wanting a desire to learn and desire to absorb. And so he was being coached by every coach and half the players on the field, including Travis Kelsey and, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And so he, he was taking it all in, and we thought, you know, this if this all comes together, this kid could make uh, a starting running back. And now you're seeing everything kind of start to click for him in this the intensity by which he runs straight ahead is just – you know, it's refreshing to see because a lot of backs try to finesse their way into, you know, a hole or a lane, and and he just hits that hole. If, he, <laughs> if right. there isn't one there, he'll make one. <laughs> That's right. That, well, well, we but we saw Dan some depth added in Melvin Gordon, and I I kind of think that that's got a chance to be a relatively significant move. Melvin Gordon, we've seen him so much playing with both the Broncos and the Chargers, a ton of experience. He can run the ball, and he can catch the ball. I, I, I kind of think they're going to use Melvin Gordon a little bit, and it probably won't take very long for them to get him in the mix. No, I agree. There's a couple of things about Gordon that, that you know, I think are, are, are big factors. First, he fits the Chiefs' M.O. You know, he's that type of back. I always love, and this isn't just a Kansas City Chiefs thing. This is replete through football, basketball. At every level, coaches think they can fix players. So when they look at Melvin Gordon, they see only the good stuff, and they think they're coaching. They can fix kind of the the problems that he had, which is fumbling. And so I think it's a, a good chance. I mean, we have a really good coaching staff, and I think they can bring him in. And the second aspect of this is we still have to play the Broncos twice this year. So you pick up all that intelligence from a guy who spent almost half a season or more on that team that you're going to compete against. Uh, so that's got some value as well. You know, we talked last week also extensively about uh, the game that Travis Kelsey had, which was uh, unbelievably and a fantastic uh, game. This week, uh, you know, he was held in check a little more than normal. Part of that, I think, was the uh, the uh, dynamics dynamics of, of the zone that was being played uh, by the Rams. Talk a little about uh, uh, Travis Kelsey and what one can do when – teams play sort of a press zone type situation. Well, there, there are things that you can do to get him open, get him uh, quicker releases, that kind of thing. What's, uh, what's the uh, situation with Travis Kelsey when teams go more zone on him? Well, you know, it, it, first of all, I just, I'm, I'm stunned at the, the youthfulness of Travis Kelsey. It almost feels like he's getting better right? and he's getting older. That's not supposed to happen, <laughs> but with that said, yeah, when you know you've got a, a team that's playing a lot of zone like that, you've got some op- opportunity for quick crossing routes, and you saw how open he was on that touchdown. My goodness, 
Uh, I don't think there was a guy within five yards of him. He's not the fastest guy out there, but he does have kind of an elusive quickness about him that uh, if you're not on him, uh, he can pull away just enough from you to, to score, and that's exactly what he did. But I, I just think it's fascinating. These teams, will, when they play man, they'll double up on him. When they when they play zone, they try to press him hard at the line of scrimmage. You know, knock him off its route, and it just you can't stop him. It, you can you can you can take his play down. You know, you can reduce what he can accomplish against you. But at some point in a game, he's going to score on you. He's going to do something big. He's going to convert a big third down. And I just think that's the amazing part about Travis Kelsey, who's who's turned into not only a first ballot Hall of Famer, but the best tight end in the National Football League. I, I think he's in the conversation, Dan, as the for, for best you know player in the NFL. Right? We we reserve that so much for quarterbacks only, with the exception of Aaron Donald. But man, I I think Travis Kelsey is very much in the conversation to just be the best football player in the league right now. Are you with me on that? Is that overstating things? It's not overstating it to say it's an argument for sure. I mean, I, I agree with you completely. I think one of the things, you know, if you if you look back to guys like Derek Thomas or Tony Gonzalez, these were guys that you, you literally had to plan against. And no matter whether you executed perfectly or not, eventually their athleticism would, would do you in. And I think with Travis Kelsey, even though it's kind of sneaky because it's not lightning quick and it's not – you know, incredibly powerful in terms of, you know, just physically uh, shutting people down, he's able to get his job done. And I think that's something you have to consider, whether he he looks to be as athletic as a Tyreek Hill or or a a Jamar Chase or somebody like that. He is. He's able to – that first step is enough to get him separation. And so I I agree. He's a guy that is – constantly in the mix no matter what you put up against him and I don't know how you don't make an argument for a guy like that being one of the best players in the league Patrick Mahomes had a a decent game it wasn't exactly what I would call an inspired game against the Rams Uh, interestingly enough he's the one guy that uh, and I get that exactly from Patrick Mahomes in his post-game interview you know he understands that you know I, I, I need to do better. Here's a guy who throws for over 350 yards in a game and says, you know, i got to do better. You know, I'm just not playing as, as good as I, I should be playing. You know, well, I'll tell you what, that guy is a leader on, on that field and off that field. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, if he's not happy with games like that, that you win by, what, 16? I think it was 16 points. You, you win that game by from the from – the, defending Super Bowl champions. Now, I know they're nicked up and they're beat up, and it's not the same Rams team as, uh, you know, without a cup, without their quarterback, Stafford, all that kind of stuff. But I look at Patrick Mahomes, and it appears to me that through time and overtime, uh, you know, he's speaking more and more for this football team in the way they play and who they are, who their identity is. More and more, Patrick Mahomes speaks for this team. Yeah, and I think, you know, he judges himself based upon what his expectation yes. is, not yes. necessarily what happens, right? So those right. those throws in the dirt he wants back, those yes. bother him greatly. And and I think anytime he leaves anything on the table, he feels like he could have done more. But, you know, I, I'll tell you, they played a lot of zone against – the Rams played a lot of zone against us on Sunday. Right. And he was extremely patient. He hit 10 different receivers. Nine of those guys, nine of them, converted for first downs. So when I look at that, I look at at him doing a very good job of taking what the defense is going to give you, at reading that defense, at, at being prepared. 
was he physically perfect? No. You know, uh, did, was he perfect enough? Yes. And so while that may not be good enough for Mahomes, I, I love the spirit. I love the attitude. He's that way all week in preparation, and he really sets the tone for these guys. And that's what true leaders do. That's what we saw Lynn Dawson do all those years, and that's what Patrick Mahomes is doing. When we look at it, Dan, and Mahomes talked about this too, they weren't good enough in the red zone. We've seen that now a couple of times where they've moved the ball up and down the field but didn't produce the points needed. We saw it in the Titans game. Now we saw it to some degree last week. I wonder how much of a concern big picture that is because that hasn't been a concern for this team very often in the last few years. Andy Reid often thought of as one of the real innovators down there. The Chiefs are really effective in coming up with ways to get it into the end zone. But if we know this team now isn't that big play, one big explosive play, score a touchdown offense, and it is more of a drive the ball down the field, take a little time on these drives, but they're not getting it in. How concerned are you about that now that we've seen it a couple of times as something that may become a bigger problem for this team, big picture? You know, I I think one of the overall game plans, Coach didn't tell me this, you know, specifically, but I think one of the the game plans for last week was to to get it done on the ground, to, to somehow get that running game to be paramount, similar to the week before. And... I, unfortunately, I, that's one of the things the Rams are still really good at is stopping the run. And so I, I think in particular, they stuck a little bit too much to their game plan in the red zone. I don't think they would have done that had they been trailing. I think they would have been more creative. I think they were trying to stay vanilla, if you will. Maybe that's too strong a word. But I think they were trying to stay a little vanilla just because they felt like they could beat the Rams and there wasn't the pressure. They weren't trailing by a touchdown or two touchdowns where they needed to score. They just were trying to, you know, continue the, you know, stacking the, the, the points up to, to keep the Rams from getting back in it. I, I think you would have seen a different uh, Chiefs play calling out of, out of, you know, the offense had things been a little different on the scoreboard. But that's my take on it. I, I think they just stuck to their game plan that they went in there saying, hey, if we're ahead, here's what we're going to do. And unfortunately, the Rams are really good against the run. And so, you know, they, they spent a couple of downs each time in the red zone trying to run the football, and they just weren't getting anywhere with it. And so that puts you in a hole, and I think that makes it difficult to, to do that. I'm not sure they would have done that had things been different. I want to flip over to the defensive side of the ball for just a moment. I want to talk about Chris Jones because – you know, we don't really talk about Chris Jones enough, and at least in my opinion, what he does for this football team. And the one thing that he does better than anybody in this entire league, as far as I can tell, is his ability to rush and take away the pocket that the quarterback steps up to. Uh, you know, when guys are running the rim and here they come and he steps up because he has to avoid the outside, the outside sack. Chris Jones is as good as anybody in the league at this point right now of taking away that part of the pocket where the quarterback steps, steps up into. That's huge for a defense. That's huge for the Kansas City Chiefs. Talk a little about Chris Jones, his work ethic, what he means, uh, the, the way he plays, if you don't mind. 
Well, I said last week with the Rams, I really felt like, you know, Mahomes has seen so many, the Chiefs have seen so many elite quarterbacks this year, and it's been about Mahomes versus Allen, Mahomes versus Herbert, Mahomes versus Brady. And I felt like last week the, the moniker up on the, on, the, on the side of the building should have been Jones versus Donald because yes. <laughs> th- those were really the yeah. two guys. And frankly, he's having, Chris Jones is having a better year right now possibly than Aaron Donald. Right. So that goes to show just the kind of, uh, work what he's accomplishing in this year and and in there's a play or two a game every week it seems like where Chris Jones is just out of body experience where he is chasing a guy to the sideline or he is caving in you know he's getting triple teamed and he takes all three guys back into the quarterback every week he does something that just continues to say this is a renewed Chris Jones this is a mature Chris Jones and he may be playing the best ball of of his career. And, and, you know, I, we, we like to judge those guys by sacks, right? But the pressures and what he's doing to force the quarterbacks out of their routine every week, week in and week out has really been phenomenal this year. And, and, you know, if you're going to talk about guys playing at the top of the league, it, we always talk about Aaron Donald that way, right? And he is, he's a monster, but I feel like Chris Jones this year might actually just be eclipsing him. Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, joining us here on Sports Daily. Let's turn the page and look ahead. Uh, 325, of course, you'll hear the Chiefs on KNSS, as you do every week here in our family of networks. In Cincinnati, revenge game here. We assume Jamar Chase will be back. Cincinnati's really starting to play well. Uh, This feels like a really fun game in Cincinnati brewing here, Dan. Yeah, I feel like for the Chiefs, they feel there's an immense amount of unfinished business here. Uh, Mahomes said it in his press conference last week. You know, he he didn't play well in the second half, and he basically let a team uh, control the ball on them that kept them from going to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, if there's one thing you don't want to do is give Mahomes any kind of fodder, any anything to to you know to to bolster the flame that's already burning inside him. And I feel like the entire team is that way. I think you're going to see a very focused Kansas city chiefs. I think you're going to see quicker uh, adjustments at the half. If things aren't going the way they expect them to, if the game plan isn't working, because I think that was one of the failures in both the games last year in the regular season and in the postseason. But yes, uh, you know that the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are getting all their players back they're, they're getting healthy. They're kind of peaking at the right time. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase are, are definite issues. I think they're going to face – I think those two individuals and Joe Burrow are going to face a better Chiefs defense this year than what they played last year. I think the secondary is better. The linebacking is better. I think it's going to be a different ball game, and I think the one thing you can count on, it's going to be an entertaining one that's probably going to go into the fourth quarter. It may even be who has the ball last. When you look at the schedule that's left, I mean, it's not the toughest schedule in the world. There's This is the NFL. Everybody has players. Everybody's good. So, I mean, with that being said, uh, but you have Denver twice. You have Seattle, Houston, Las Vegas. None of them are, are setting the world on fire. Uh, is, there, is there any problems with keeping the fire intense for those really good teams, the Buffaloes of the world, for instance, uh, uh, the other teams that – that you, you look and say, these are going to be some really good football teams that, that we have to beat down the line in the uh, postseason. You know, is the, the fire will still burn bright, but it's not quite the lineup that it, that it could be against some of the really good teams in the NFL. 
You know, I, I think you you make a valid point in that you want to be playing your best football in December, right, going correct. into the postseason. Correct. And anytime your competition isn't playing great football, it makes it much easier to – it masks the things that you might not be doing as well as you should. So that part of it's difficult. I don't think the Chiefs will, will have a physical let, or a mental letdown in terms of them being trap games because the Chiefs are just too businesslike. But – you, you make a valid point in that, you, you know, physically what you're being challenged by, even with a guy like Russell Wilson in the Denver Broncos right now, isn't going to challenge you like Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, you know, that, that's, it's just a different ball game. But you've somehow got to manage to stay uh, playing your game, the speed of your game, not their game. And for the Chiefs, that'll be a challenge because you're right, this, this Bengals game and maybe the Seahawks game are really all that's left on the schedule that has any kind of level of competition to it. Uh, you know, you just got to figure out a way to do it. You know, for the nice part about that, I guess, is that from an injury standpoint, if you can, you can maybe afford to rest some guys and get them healthy, but uh, that it will, that will be a challenge for sure. All right, Dan, anything fun coming up on the broadcast? We got the late afternoon window again, so it's a 325 kick in Cincinnati. All eyes will be on that game for sure. What do you guys have planned on the, on the network? Well, we're going to take a look back at this uh, emerging rivalry between the Chiefs and the Bengals. It's a short one. It, it doesn't have a lot of history behind it, but it's getting intense pretty quick, so that should be fun. All right, Dan, we're looking forward to it. You can hear Dan and crew uh, over on KNSS Sunday. We'll get you pregame. We'll get you the game. It'll be a ton of fun. All the postgame reaction on the Chiefs radio network. We're happy to have you guys uh, with us each and every week, Dan. Let's do it again next week. All right, go Chiefs. All right, there goes Dan Israel. If you missed anything from that conversation, you can always go back and listen at kfhradio.com. You can react as we open things up the rest of the way here, 869-1240. Paul and I always like to talk a little college football, uh, so we'll kind of hit around on a few topics there, including Deion Sanders maybe. Will he finally go to the Power Five? Um, What does Paul think of K-State's chances against TCU this weekend? We'll get into all of it. A little college football talk next on Sports Daily. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Paul, let's talk a little college football here. First things first, and we'll make picks later this week. Let's talk a little bit of K-State. We talked a lot about them yesterday, and we certainly will with our insider, Tim Fitzgerald, later this week. Um, K-State, TCU, the Big 12 championship game, looks like the the Sugar Bowl uh, either way. I really like their chances against TCU, Paul. I don't know how you feel about it. I, I think that, you know, quarterback injuries aside, they may have beaten them the first time, but I, I really like the Cats this weekend and their possibilities of winning a Big 12 championship. I love this game. I'm going to watch this whole game. I, I promise you, 
I'm going to watch the whole game because it sets up some great scenarios. If if you're if you're if you kind of follow it closely, let me set one up for you if you don't mind. Is that all right, Jacob? Real quick, let me give you a yep. little scenario to look for on this game. K State does a lot of things really well on offense. One of them is they get a hat on a hat, they get guys reach, and they also they also seal edges as well as anybody in the country. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. TCU, on the other hand, is pretty good at not allowing players to get uh, defensive players to get reach, not allowing to get a hat on their guys, not allowing the the edge to be to be sealed. They do a great job of extending plays all the way to the sideline, using the sideline as the tenth player. With that being said, who wins this ball game? Well, whoever has success at basically you know overtaking linemen, uh, defensive linemen, and sealing the edge to the outside. The team that does the best job of sealing will, will probably be be the team that wins. This is a fascinating game to me. This is a, a game that, you know, you have a quarterback for K-State who is 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 young, who's a novice, who was going to be redshirted and now is not redshirted, and you got a guy that's being mentioned for a Heisman with TCU. This is must-watch TV. This may be as fun a game to watch as there will be all year. You think I'm overselling that? No, I, I think this game's going to be fantastic. I do, too. I think this game's going to be outstanding. Um, it'll be really, really good. I, I'm excited about it. I, I do think it'll be tight. I think it'll be close. I think it will be competitive. I think it will be back and forth and emotional and all of these things. Both teams have so much to play for. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Okay, so the other story that you sent me, Paul, and and this is an interesting one. Deion Sanders confirms he's been offered the Colorado job. He's done a nice job. We always wonder. You know, we've seen it in college basketball where guys and, – and it's not even – you know, Dion has the experience now, so it's not totally the same as a guy like Penny Hardaway. But Dion provides a recruiting and NIL angle that is really fascinating as we see the college landscape evolving a little bit. Um I think Colorado would would do well hiring Deion Sanders. Do you think Deion Sanders, who's been at Jackson State for a long time, would consider taking that step to becoming a Power Five coach? And I, I just don't know. I, I don't. It's hard to know where Deion Sanders' heads at. Uh, it's hard to know how that translates and what he's been able to do at Jackson State. I think it'd be a I think it'd be a great a great hire for Colorado. Why not take your shot if you're Colorado? Things can't get worse for them. Salivating is the word that Colorado is using to get Deion Sal uh, Deion Sanders. Yeah, I mean, the, yes, everything you said is totally accurate. But on the other hand, is Colorado a job that Deion Sanders would want? Now I on, don't know. On first blush, you think to yourself, "Ah, oh, man, the mountains. You got the state of Colorado. You're really the big. You're the big dog in the neighborhood for the entire state of Colorado. You're basically in the Denver suburbs. Denver, what is it? Three, four million. I mean, it's huge nowadays with suburbs all over the place. I mean, it's it's really it's really something special to be you know in that part of the country. It's it's beautiful. It's wonderful, but it's unimportant at the University of Colorado. Let me give you a let me give you an exa- an example of what I'm talking about. As you know, I go to Colorado on an occasion and have a little place and spend time out there. In fact, just what la- a month and a half ago I spent 
three full weeks out in Colorado doing some work, uh, ha- doing some work around our, our little cabin out there. So you walk around, you know, Denver, you walk around Colorado Springs, you don't see Colorado hats, University of Colorado hats. You don't see Colorado Buffalo sweatshirts. You don't see Colorado T-shirts. You don't see anything like that. What, what, what you see is Denver Broncos. You see, you see Nuggets on an occasion. You see a lot of Colorado Rocky stuff. But for the most part, what you do see is uh, what you do see is you see a lot of of uh, Denver Broncos. So, I mean, that is not a college town. It's not a college uh, uh, state. Uh, and not only that, you look at the Colorado job and you think, why would you take that job? NIL is going to be much more difficult because nobody cares about the University of Colorado. Nobody cares about who's playing football and basketball at the University of Colorado. And not only that, you've got a, you've got a university that can you guarantee what conference they're going to be in, Jacob? Because I'm not sure I can tell no. you what conference they're going to be in, say, two years from now, four years from now. I don't know. I can't even tell you that the Pac-12 is going to be a, a major conference in two to three to four years. I don't think you can either. So is this a good job? This might be the worst job that's open right now. Mm. Uh, the only job that I could see that would be worse than a job like that, and I can't believe this will be the second time I've mentioned them you know, on this show, is a job like a Vanderbilt or someplace like that, maybe a job like Rutgers. Uh, you know, those kind of jobs that are perennially going to be very, very tough to win football games in. Uh, but this is not the job. This is not a job that Deion Sanders wants because there's a lot stacked against Colorado. And he needs to go to that school that needs Deion Sanders. And what can Deion Sanders do? He relates to young men, he relates to advertisers, he relates to alumni. This is a guy who has. In his in his ratings, well, and his on, teams and his teams eleven and zero, Paul. Yes, this year, right. And I'm stunned that he's not in in some other conversations. He should have gone to Auburn. Auburn is crazy, like for time. real, I, right? Like, uh, didn't, I, I, are you nuts? Hugh Freeze? Are we going to have another oh, SEC retread oh here? God. Don't even get me started on Hugh Freeze. You want or are, exactly. are we or should we take a shot with one of the hottest names that already coaches in that part of the country? Man, oh. Like I, I look at the Hugh Freeze hire and just laugh. Like the SEC, man, you you cannot get out of that network. They just keep rotating them around. It's wild, right? Um, yeah, Colorado. I, I'm with you. Colorado would hit a home run with Deion Sanders. Oh hire. my god! I don't well, know if yeah. Deion Sanders would take Colorado. I kind of you know, not he familiar. Not familiar to the area. I do think Colorado could be a great job again with the right fit. I think you could get the problem is the weather. Um, but you know, if it's not any worse than anybody in the Big Ten, right? It's not any well, worse than going yeah, to Ohio right. State or Michigan or yeah. anything. At least it's at least it's pretty. Yeah, try if you gotta Minnesota. deal with the cold weather. Right. So I, at some point, I think the allure is gonna become too much for Dion not to take it. Not to take a shot at. I do think at eventually at Colorado. No, 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 oh, okay. no, 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 no. Oh, okay. At a power five. Oh, okay. At a power you. five. I don't know if he would take Colorado. I have no idea because it's hard to know where his head's at on that stuff. Um, I don't. I wouldn't mind it. I'd love to see Colorado get back into the Big Twelve and become relevant again. Like join the Big Twelve with Dion as coach. Sign me up for that. I, I'd. I'd be all for that. Right. But I do think. And it's crazy. Would you ever have go back in time? 
when we found out Dion was going to become a head coach. Did you ever think he'd have this kind of success? I don't. I, I, I didn't know that he had the commitment that he's obviously had. I, I thought that was my question. I don't know that I'm surprised at the success that he's having. I'm surprised at his stick to that his uh, desire to be serious about this, to not uh, to not things not allow things to sway him or distract him, that's what's surprising to me. He's actually doing very very well, as you pointed out. He's a, an attractive candidate, and he will be an attractive candidate. But yes, I am totally surprised at the commitment that he had. Not surprised at the success that he's had. Yeah, I. I... I, I, well, no, I am surprised at the success because you just never know when you come in like that. Kind of cold turkey, but it's awesome. I love yeah, it. He's such yeah. a great character well, he go uh, just kids. for the game of football. He gets kids. I mean, you know, there's not probably another football coach in America, and there's a lot of them that are good at relating to youngsters. Don't get me. I don't mean that. But, I mean, on on the surface, I'm guessing that when Deion Sanders recruits a kid, they go, oh, wow. And, of course, then he gets to tell mom and dad, you know, you send Junior to my school and I'll get him prepped for the NFL because he's going to make a lot of money in the NFL and I'm going to get him ready. Nobody can do it better than me. I don't care who it is. You know, there's a lot of things that he has. But who doesn't want to be around Deion Sanders? I mean, I, 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 I think the guy's fascinating. I think he's entertaining. I think he knows the game of football inside and out better than most. And can he recruit? That's, I mean, he literally signed one of the top ten players in all of high school, what, two years ago, to come to Jackson State? Are you kidding me? I mean, we're talking about a five-star a five star recruit to Jackson State, and he can recruit. If he can recruit that kid, he can recruit anybody. But not Colorado. It's not ready. It's not uh, too many questions on the University of Colorado for Deion Sanders, if I was Deion Sanders. Yeah, it um... – yeah, I, I I think so too. I think so too. Um, but I want him to take one of these jobs I do real too. bad because uh, I just I just want to see it. I just want to see it happen. Um, okay, let's uh, let's take a quick break, Paul. We'll come back. We'll have our last full segment here. It's wide open. Eight six nine twelve forty is the number to call. Um, we can hear from you. We'll look ahead. We got Shockers. We got K State playing a big basketball game this week. It's all on the table for us, Team USA. Here we go, USA, USA. That's a little later today as well. We'll come right back on Sports Daily. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. USA throws this song on, and they will have no problems today against Iran. Let's go. Get it done, U.S. Let's advance in this World Cup. Get this thing completed. Advance through. Need a win over Iran. No ties. This is America. That should be no problem. We don't want to tie anyway. We got to put them down. Let's go. Uh, Paul, you brought up that you're not happy about the Hugh Freeze hire at Auburn. Um, I mean, I think it's silly, too. What do you, what, what, what's your take on that? Well, here's a man, at least from what I know about him, who has no scruples. And, of course, you know, he just signed a contract in October uh, uh, for a huge extension for Liberty University. I'm, st- I, I'm, I'm stunned that a place like University would take a Hugh, Fr- uh, Hugh Freeze. Now, part of the thing about Liberty is that they're they're a Christian school. They believe in redemption. They believe in, believe in forgiveness, and they gave him a chance. This is a disgraced guy who's had all kinds of problems with uh, personal defects, along with his his inability to not cheat uh, at whatever school he's at. He got Mississippi in a lot of trouble. I really have a lot of problem with with uh, this particular guy. I think he's going to be nothing but problems for Auburn. That's what I think. I, I am not. I think it, it's the worst hire, and I'm not against Liberty hiring him for the reasons that I stated, but I am certainly against a school like Auburn. He's going to do to Auburn what he did to Ole Miss. Yeah, well, no, because a lot of the things he got in trouble for at Ole Miss are now kind of legal. Um, well, well, yeah, well, trust me, there will still be a way to cheat on this. Trust me. Now, they just haven't figured it, it, it out yet. So, I, look, I, I would be fine. And, and winning, you know, winning is everything. I get it. I think he'll probably have a lot of success in the NIL world, especially with what 
resources he'll have available at Auburn. But, you know, he did, he did more than just – it was more than just that, right? Um, yeah, there were – He resigned after it was discovered. He made some inappropriate calls yeah, with female escort right. service. Yeah, that's right. I um, mean, there's some things that I'm not – On a school phone. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's fine. Maybe he's turned his life around. He was – you know, whatever it is. It just – can we not – keep retreading the same coaches in the sec. Like we just, I feel like we just rotate these guys. Um, and we'll see. I mean, I think that he's proven he can coach and probably with NIL resources at his beck and call, he'll probably have some success at Auburn. I would imagine but yeah. you'd sure like to see I'm with you. Other, other guys get a shot to coach at that level, but you know, we'll, we'll, We'll just keep running it through. I'm sure he'll win games. I'm oh. sure he'll win games. Well, there's no justice um, in the world. I put my foot down. I, I got to have some scruples somewhere. I stole them from somebody. I can't remember who it was, but I have scruples. Yeah, I, I just – the SEC coaching thing, Just it just it just bugs me. It just bugs me. Um, I want to take a little time to tell you it's another busy day on the network here. Um, you've got the Shocker game coming up tonight at 6 over on KEYM, but you also have the Chris Lamb show here at 5 o'clock on KFH. Uh, this is what's on tap today here on the networks. You also get KU Hawk Talk with Bill Self, with Bill Self on KFH after that loss. Uh, sorry, after that win, but also after that loss back to Tennessee. So I'm curious to hear Bill Self's take on everything today uh, on Hawk Talk. Again, that's what's on tap here on our family of networks. But um, they got a big win. If you missed the top of the show, Paul, we'll spend a couple of minutes back here again with KU last night. The exact kind of get-right game you want to see, right? You know, the holiday tournament, they played some tight games. They eventually lost one there to Tennessee at the end of it. Uh, but they come back. They get a cupcake opponent. They do exactly what they need to do against that cupcake opponent, just sort of reset a little bit. And, and, a, and a pretty big one. Uh, you know, I haven't seen Seton Hall this year or anything like that, so I don't know a ton about Seton Hall. But, you know, a capable opponent that's typically in there year in, year out, out of the Big East. Seton Hall probably provides some challenges in that Big East, Big 12 showdown later this week. Right. And, and of course, we all know that Tennessee, that's not a bad basketball program right now. That's, no. That's a good team. They're going to make their mark on, on a tournament, I'm assuming. And, in fact, they'll make their mark on uh, – on the SEC, so you can't, uh, you know, you want to win those games, but uh, you know, it was that was a good basketball team. So, you know, I, I, I'm I'm bullish on on KU, but we will see more tests come along, and of course, yeah, you know, I, it's a brute. I think they're going to be beat up on Seton 12. Hall. I think they're going to beat up oh, on yeah. Seton Hall. Yeah, can I ask yeah, you a real quick question? Just an opinion, yeah. real quick. Yeah, uh, is the Big Twelve going to be the best basketball league? Oh, yes. In the, in yes. The, okay. Well, I, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I think I think so as well. And then I was just I just wanted to know what you thought. I had heard curi- you say what I'm curious about, Paul, is where K State might fit into that mix. But when you look at the Big Twelve, and you know that Tech's going to be there, right? And we know already that Baylor and Texas, Baylor, Texas, and Kansas are all going to be in the conversation they for are. the best team in the country they pretty are. much all year. Yes, sir. I mean, you start there, but then you go down the list, and you've got Iowa State, who upset behind Caleb Grill and 30 points, pulled the biggest upset of the season so far. We know the trajectory of Oklahoma State. TCU's had big expectations. Tech's always good lately. West Virginia with the Huggy Bear. I mean, the, and, and Porter Mosher at Oklahoma now. There's just nothing to take for granted in that league. 
And, oh, by the way, Kansas State's one of 20 unbeaten teams remaining. There you go. And looks like they're way ahead of schedule. This is going to be as good in the Big 12 as some of the best years we've seen in this league. I think it's going to be great basketball almost every night in almost every game. Big 12 basketball is must-see TV, and I really hope that Brett Yormark's able to take advantage of that because I think watching Big 12 basketball, like it doesn't even have to be Kansas or Kansas State. I love any Big 12 basketball. I have fallen in love with Big 12 basketball over the last five or six years. Doesn't matter who it is, Paul. You throw any game on out of the league, and you're going to get a really entertaining high-level basketball game. And when you have the best teams in the league in there— just about any night, they're capable of getting upset because the league is so dang deep. How deep is this league? Is that the fact that there isn't going to be a single game that whoever's in last place in the Big 12 can't beat the number one team in that league? That's that's how deep this league is. There, there are no gimme games that I can see. I, not at not none, none at all. So I look at this league and I think to myself, yeah, this is really going to be fun. Every conference game, a battle. Every conference game will have ramifications for the tournament. And it could literally be this tournament, I mean, this this conference race beats the bejeebies out of everybody. I mean, you could literally have a Big 12 champion with four losses. Maybe five losses? I don't know. But I can tell you this. You're not going to have an, you're not going to have anybody run the table or win this no. conference with one or two losses. I can just sit here and tell you that almost assuredly. Yeah, I certainly agree. Right, I, I don't think anybody's going unbeaten in the league either. I, I, that just seems impossible. Impossible. Uh, okay, we'll come back. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on this edition of Sports Daily. Uh, we'll come right back at you, Jacob Albrock, Paul Savage, Jad Chambers producing. Appreciate everybody. We'll wrap it up next. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.